you still have to get it done at the time that it really counts, which we have not managed to do. It's the first time that you could genuinely say that there is a chance that we could be World Cup champions. Subscribe to the Rugby Stream on the OTB Sports app now. OTB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition, available now. All right, welcome back to OTB AM. Delighted to say, live from Canada, he's just put on his Mayo top. You haven't seen the Mayo top for the last number of months because they've been in mourning as they tend to be at this time of the year, but they're top of the world now. So the Mayo top, Mayo top is on, Kev. Not at all, not at all. I've just been, I've been uh, out today, and I, you know, I'm just, I'm wearing the colours, and that's pretty much it. There's no, uh, there's nothing, nothing more than that, to be honest with you. We're not on top of the world. Things are going okay. We won't get too excited. We won't get too carried away. You know that. Uh, so yeah, we'll see, we'll see how it goes for the for the Ross Common game and beyond. You know. I was going to get, I was going to ask you, do you, when you're out and about where you are in your part of the world, do you get many people going, oh, you're a Mayall supporter? Do you get many people going, oh, you're Kevin Cabal? No. No, no, not at all, really. Friday night or Friday when I was out for Paddy's Day last week, um, I went into a bar, into a pub, and the, the, the guy who was singing, he's in a Dublin jersey as I walk in. So he he did, honestly didn't recognise me at all, didn't say anything to me, but he like he starts like grabbing the jersey, and like he's like, yeah. Going, yeah, and I said, yeah, go on, whatever, to him. And then half an hour later he's obviously sat down and whatever after he's finished his, his gig and finished the hour or so that he was on he's, he then comes over to me and starts to chat really sorry didn't know who you were and all this sort of thing so no I don't really get I don't get recognised at all hardly no no going for a pint with you when you were over in this part of the world was horrific like you'd never be able to have a conversation with you because the you know legitimately you are both the country's nicest person and also one of the most no. recognisable sports people in the country so you know a lot of people want to get involved you must no. enjoy the like quasi anonymity almost do you? I don't uh, I don't think of it either way honestly I don't think of it either I um, you know I I lived in Dublin probably for six years and I always thought I always reference the fact is I only moved to Dublin be actually because of you Adrian as you well know <laughs> so um, and I had a I had too good of a time, I have to say that. So um, it's probably because I was too much of a face around town that people recognise me more than anything. That was that was the thing. I, I was out too much. Now I'm living a more uh, a more secluded Today. life, which is, which I needed to. I needed to actually. I needed to. Well, you uh, you moved to Dublin because of me, which is a slight mischaracterisation, but we'll allow it. And you moved to Canada for uh, similarly uh, similarly good because uh, of you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Equally, I, I had too much of you. Now, uh, if we had a production team around, they'd be telling me, shut up and move on. So we'll do that. Um, we, I wanted to ask you about, I'm obliged to ask you because I think the whole item was set up around asking you about France 2004. So I'll do that uh, a little bit later. But uh, the game, first of all. So um, I want to get your impressions. Do you remember Sven's expression? First half, good. Second half, not so good. Probably appropriate to last night. I think that's probably fair. Um, I watched the game yesterday. Um, obviously, it was the middle of the afternoon here. And then once everybody had gone to bed last night, I kind of stayed up and I watched it. We had live coverage actually here, live on on the zone, which mm. it's very unusual. They get the qualifiers now. So it was nice. I didn't have to go looking for some dodgy stream, you know, trying to pick up, trying to try to get the game, which was quite nice just to actually watch it in the in the comfort of the house. But I watched the game. I I actually only watched the first half back last night again. Um, and there was so much to like, particularly as you say about the first half. I think first twenty minutes, something that I've been on with you, uh, with you guys over the last um, two or three years, and I've bemoaned the fact that we've we've started games so poorly. I felt I felt we've we started with no tempo. I think 
we've not necessarily been able to get going. There's been a, a lack of chances created uh, during the first half of so many games. Whereas last night, the first 20 minutes, especially the first 20 minutes, it was it was it was actually great to watch. Really good front foot football. Um, Without the ball, excellent, I felt. I really felt we were excellent without the ball. I, I really liked the back three, um, O'Shea, Collins and Omabamadeli with the way they were stepping in. Particularly Collins early on, he stepped in early, he gave a loose pass after a couple of minutes. But I think it set the tone for us that they were going to step in, they were prepared to do that. Now, it'll be interesting to see if that can be replicated against France. I'm, I'm, I'm not so sure, there might be a little bit more caution, but it was good to see that. I think distribution from the back was excellent as well. When we had possession, build up from the back, the use of Malumbi into midfield, I thought was was uh, was really, really good. And then getting Ferguson and, and um, Obafemi into the game as well. Uh, there, were, there was a lot to admire, there was a lot to like. And... 40 minutes or whatever it was. Apart, I mean, they had the chance. I was disappointed. The only one I would say they really disappointed after, it was about 20 minutes, 20 minute mark when they had a chance, should have scored, guilt edge chance. I felt Omabamadeli switched off. He's tried to play offside. He's tried to step up. A little slow to react, allowed mm. the chance. But other than that, really, for 40, 43 minutes, whatever it was, before the goal, it was really positive stuff great stuff actually uh, could have been three up should have had a penalty clear cut penalty in my opinion clear cut penalty but regardless of all that it, there was a lot to admire and then all of a sudden you're going in at half time it's two all and you're thinking Jesus how the hell has, has this happened but got the goal in the second half and it was comfortable I thought they were very very poor I have to say that I thought Latvia were really poor actually but they provided a couple of little moments within that game and got the two goals and that's my only worry from it really I think throughout that first half Well that could be a big worry of course is the thing given the quality of the opposition and like you said there was a couple of chances that they missed that were maybe even better chances than the goals they got that would cause you a little bit of concern The, the conversation obviously moved very quickly after the game last night to right what can we take from this in terms of selections Ahead of Monday yeah. night, like you have Smallbone, you have the Coleman question, the goalkeeper question. Yeah. You have obviously Ferguson's done pretty well. Uh, ben has made a difference when he comes in. Um, yeah, so what's what's where do you want to jump in on all of that? Uh, well, we we'll start with the goalkeeper. We'll go back to front, will we? Um, I I've I've seen one or two. You know, I you, you're obviously putting a few tweets out around various things that's happened in the game. Um, certainly a lot of positives, I think, certainly with the new guys coming in or relative new guys. I'm, I'm still calling Ferguson, you know, it was his first start, so we have to put him in small ball and, and, uh, and Mikey Johnson category. Mm. But um, but for go from uh, Cuevin Kelleher, uh, I know there's a lot of, I mean, the, the commentator here was really, really felt that uh, Cuevin Kelleher should have saved both goals. I, I mean, I don't know what you're thinking yourself. I, I actually felt he wasn't to blame for either. If you look at the first goal, again, another strike from outside the distance, uh, outside the box. We're getting beat by so many of these. It's, it's crazy, really. An abnormal amount of goals from outside the box that we're conceding. Now, yes, you look at the goalkeeper, I suppose he's the one you do look at from from that. Quivin Kelleher, there was a suggestion that he didn't move his feet well enough. He couldn't get the necessary spring. He went with the wrong arm, all these sort of things. I, I just think he's not saving that. I, I generally don't think he's going to make the save from from the strike. It was an excellent strike uh, that went in. Can we and the on second that one, for, for a second, right, on, just, just on him, and because I don't want to spend too much time because I think Bazuna probably comes in and like the ultimately, of course, he could, of course, I haven't a clue. Number one. But you know that I feel as really? if you should, no, no, goalkeepers get all personal about it when you start to mention exactly. Uh, and, 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 I, I, I wouldn't be one for, for for I wouldn't be one agent as you know for really getting behind goalkeepers and saying that they're great in all circumstances. But I just don't feel as though we could have done much more on either. 
I'm Sorry, not sure on. about that. I'm not sure about that. But I, uh, yeah, no, you feel, you I feel so under uh, qualified to make any comment about it that I, I'm not sure. It didn't look great to me at the time, uh, particularly when that sort of bobbled up in front of him and he failed to get away. But I also sort of take the context of he's not playing football at all. And like, yeah. you know, we were chatting earlier on over and back in voice notes and, you know, you were making the point that obviously Bazunu has a couple of years of football under his belt and Keller has SFA under his belt. And at some point or yeah. another, as far as I'm concerned, that's a monster issue for him. Forget about the Ireland stuff, like as a for a career, he's going to need to start playing football soon. Yeah, I, I, of course, he, he has to. He has to. At what stage are you going to get in your career or are you going to get to in your career before you make that decision? I have to start playing football. For me personally, I was like 18. I wanted to play football. You know, various options I could have had when I was 20, 21, when I was leaving West Brom. And there wasn't necessarily with a guarantee of playing first team football. I wanted to play football, and I know we've changed a lot since then. So I, I think we've, we've, we're. I have to legislate a little bit for that. That there's a mindset different, particularly for goalkeepers. But Bazuna's has played two seasons now, two full seasons. I, I, I'd say he's in my eyes he's number one. Aside of the goals, that people can have their own opinion on it for whatever. I, I don't think um, he could have done much more, and that's my own personal opinion on it. I don't think he looked. Great, Keller. I don't think with his feet. I think he looked a little bit shaky, in my opinion. Not that shaky is maybe the wrong wrong term. I just don't think he looked. He just didn't look right, and uh, you know, and that's doesn't. It, it's not a great evaluation when you're saying that. But I think there was one time he took the first touch, went behind him, almost like give a corner away, and then he's swinging his left leg at it to clear it. He just didn't look. He didn't look sure. game ready. Yeah. Sharp, sharp. Now, whether or not that's, he might suggest, he might tell you and, and say, look, I'm, I'm training every day at a certain level. But in, in my my feeling of it is you always get better the more games you're playing, the more confident in your surroundings. And I, I don't think he, he looked entirely comfortable. In my opinion, I think Gavin Bazuna is, is the number one right now for a reason because he's played a couple of years and I think he's ahead of him. I think that's the way that it is. Now, we might not have thought that two years ago. We might have thought that the neck and neck and, they're at a certain level or a similar level. But Bazunu's played a lot more games now and I think he deserves to be number one and I think he should start against France. I know you have concerns about Oma Vandele and that included, but like Coleman coming in from what out seems like, uh, to be honest, to me, seems almost like a little bit of a no-brainer in terms of his experience, yeah. the leadership that he brings. He's been playing okay for Everton. Like he's a real steady pair of hands there. Personally, I'd, 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 I'd play Seamus Coleman, definitely. No, it wasn't so much I was, uh, uns- uh, wasn't convinced of Omar Bamadeli. I think he's very good on the ball. I think his quality is good, although in the first half, again, he was a little slack with a couple of passes. And again, we're being overly critical. It was more the chances that, that was given up. The, the, the chance right at the start, I think it was the 46th minute, just at the start of the second half as well. He misjudged the flight of the ball. He actually reacted well to force the... Latvian player to take the strike early he couldn't necessarily wait for it so then he put it over the top of the bar and then as I said earlier on the one around 20 minutes where he gave up the chance trying to play offside uh, I don't think as convincing as when I've seen him I really like I really liked him when he first played for Ireland I thought wow this guy's going to go on and be be exceptional now all of a sudden Darrow Shea Nathan uh, Collins have, have really started to develop now Personally, I, I play Seamus Coleman alongside those two. Um, I think I think O'Shea was very good last night. Apart from maybe the the second goal where he, he got himself in a, a you know a bit of a, a or got tangled up with O'Dowda going for the same ball where that should never have happened. Don't get me wrong. I thought O'Shea was very good. I thought he looked accomplished on the ball. Very good defensively as well. 
So I personally, I would I go with Collins, O'Shea, and um, and Coleman. I think that's the best trio. I think they're in the best form right now. I think Sheamus has been playing very well for Everton, uh, and I think it suits him playing in a back three like that. So I'd go with Coleman. Yeah. What's your midfield? I think uh, Will Small, uh, Smallbone last night with how he played, he's, he's definitely put me into contention. I think Cullen absolutely starts. I think he has to start. Malumbi did well last night. Um, he's never really found a, a, a real consistency for every game he's played uh, played for Ireland, uh, Jason Malumbi. But it looks as though he could be... He, well, Cullen will definitely start. I think that's the way it's going to be. I mean, Alan Brown, who I really like, Alan Brown. But I think that Malumbi's been playing well, I think, at West Brom. Him and Smallbone look, uh, look, look very good together. But it, it's probably going to be Malumbi and, uh, and Jason Knight who's probably going to start. So yeah. Smallbone might miss out. But I think Smallbone certainly, with how he played, delivery for the first goal exactly where he played, man of the match performance from him. I thought he played really well and he's certainly a great option for us. I think sometimes you've got to go with what's been around the camp in the past. Sometimes that's not always the case, but I'd probably just, just go with Malumbi and Jason Knight, just go with that three, but but very, very close on small bone. Yeah, like, you know, and that maybe exactly the way it goes. Like, I mean, I think we can all, and uh, Mikey Johnson probably fits into this category. So, to be fair, to be fair, small bone's like player of the match and, and has bossed the game. So it's a different level, but, you know, there can be a bit of... Um, Momentum can get behind a player like that. Yeah, he's I don't, I don't, I'd understand. For... I'd understand if Stephen Kenny started him. That's where that I would look okay. at. It. I'd understand because of how well he did play. Um, I even look back to my first in, in, uh, introduction into the squad or first appearance. I wasn't expecting to start my first game, and we played uh, in Owen Hand's testimonial against the League of Ireland select, and I, I I played quite well in the game. And all of a sudden, Mick goes right. We'll throw you in. So there's a there's a little bit of that that you're playing well, and we. I mean, I was I had a nightmare in, in the Iceland game. I think that's probably common knowledge at this stage. But it doesn't necessarily always work out that because he's played well in that game that he's going to do well against France. It, it'll be a different game. And yeah. personally, I think Malumbi, with the physical nature that he's going to bring to our midfield, I'd probably go with Malumbi just for how he's going to get around the pitch and maybe close down. It won't necessarily always be about being in possession of the ball in that France game. You prefer the Ogbene Ferguson connection there, um, like yeah. Ob- Obafemi, to be fair to him, um, obviously number one has propensity for a world class goal. That's absolutely in, a, in his locker. And um, look, I'm not sure about his all round game, but certainly there are times in the game where he has a little bit of X factor that we that we don't have a huge amount of. Mm, I'd agree with that. I would. I just don't always know what I'm going to get from him. Uh, that's the way that I would look at um, Obafemi. I think at times, too many balls bounce back off him. Um, his hold-up play sometimes, in my opinion, isn't what I would expect from a, from an international centre-forward. But he does give you that little bit of X-factor. At times last night, I thought his work rate was good. I thought mm-hmm. his movement in behind on a couple of occasions, particularly through that first half, was was very, very good. And as you say, he gives us that unpredictability. I think he does give us that up front. Um, I prefer Og- Ogbeni. I like Ogbeni. I really think that he he brings. Uh, I think his movements better personally. I think he's. I think he's his hold up play at times. Even last night coming in, a couple of things bounced off him. But his introduction and, and wanting to make an impression last night was was very very good. Um, so uh, I, I understand 
the, the link up or understand the combination of, of Ferguson starts, Adrian. No doubt in my mind, uh, Evan Ferguson has to start. There's no other question for everything that he brought last night. As I said, I watched that first half back last night and I actually was watching it going, yeah, wow, very, very good. You know, as we talk about, I, I, I've spoken recently about how what the things that he can do coming off to play as a 10, um, playing right up front as a nine, his hold-up play, he's, he's playing on the half turn, taking the ball on the back foot with the ability to, 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 to take the ball towards opposition defences that immediately puts them on the back foot, looking for movement off. Um, everything, everything to his game. There's no doubt if, I think it'll be a huge mistake if Stephen Kenny doesn't start him. Absolutely huge mistake for the form that he's in. Obviously the goal, we're going to talk about the goal. He has to, he has to, Adrian, right. he, he has to. Is it a slightly different him. role, Kev, when you're, you're up against that quality, the quality of that France defence obviously would be a million miles. Is he a little bit deeper in that position or how do you see that working out for him? Well, I think, I think he can play different ways as, as I was saying there. I think he can, he can play deep. He can come deep and, and be, become involved in link-up play. I think he can play High, high through the middle and stretch opposition defences. I think he's got a lot of quality to his game. That's what I was saying there. I mean, if, 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 it, if it's Obafemi, if I'm Michael Obafemi and I'm going to play alongside him, what I would be concentrating, what I would do in these next few days, I would watch what Evan Ferguson did in that first half and think, right, how am I going to be able to stretch opposition now? If Ferguson's dropping deep, I'm going to go every time for a little setback pass. I might be the one that's going in behind for a first-time ball played in uh, in behind France. There's mm. there's certain ways that he can really capitalise. If it's Obafemi or whether it's Ogbeni, whoever it's going to be, probably you would have to say uh, Obafemi is the man who's who scored goals in the past. I know Ogbeni last night did the business, but it might be that he's going to use Ogbeni off the bench and. Obafemi can find ways to really hurt France off the back of what Evan Ferguson does because he's such a clever player. Well, even that little assist last night, like the, the intelligence to get to the end line, understand the flight of the ball, if it was to get past the keeper, it was coming his direction, get the little flick yeah, back in. Yeah, that, and that's, it's instinctive, isn't it, that as well? Yeah. Just find himself in a position. Um, you know, it, it looked on first glance it was out, but I don't think, I actually think it was. And Ferguson finished. It was great. It was a fitting... Uh, Story for Ferguson to score on his on his first start, wasn't it? It was great for him, uh, and we're all, we've all got a lot of expectancy around him, and and that's the difficulty without putting too much pressure. And I, you know, I'm, I think everyone will tell you that that's been in the game. The game can come back to bite you in the ass very very quickly, um, but he's in form. He's playing well. Everything to his game, you can't help but love watching him play in every, in, in, in every aspect of his game. I think physically he can handle it. Um, he can hand. He's, he's got a little bit of pace. He's not unbelievably quick, but he's got a little bit of pace. He, he can get away from defenders, but he's also got such class, such class on the ball. And um, as I said, I, he, it's a no-brainer to start him. He, he, he simply has to start in the game. Yeah, even his attitude. Uh, Stephen Doyle did an interview with him afterwards, and you know he was just giving him nothing. You know, there was like. Uh... There's a real sort of mature head or whatever. Like he was very yeah yeah. He's got he's got a great grounding obviously, and his dad I'm sure has given him plenty of advice and all that. So um, and then Doherty and Adada are they just uh, any changes there? Yeah, or? I think that I can't I can't see. It. I think Adada or Dowda scoring. I, I I like some of the things that Calm or Dowda does in that position. I like that that he's. I think I think he's engaging further up the pitch. I think he's got more of an understanding of the, of the position as he's as as he's gradually played there a little bit more. Um, half a yard on his uh, uh, to shift the ball gets his crosses in put a couple of actually decent balls in that we didn't necessarily get on the end of last night I like the fact of 
both widemen. And again, it was something that stand out. Ferguson's knowledge at such a young age as well. Um, Matt Doherty coming inside or, or Matt Doherty, as I was hearing quite regularly mm-hmm. last night, uh, coming inside, Ferguson faces up, immediately faces up for the little bounce pass inside, little give and go inside. He, was, he did it a couple of times with O'Dowder. Um, the, the way I would look, it was something that I would always try to learn as a kid. Um, when you're playing in wide areas, you're checking back onto your right-hand side. So it's, it's either a little inside of the right foot pass or an outside of the left foot pass, a little give and go. Try to run off the, off, uh, the back of that pass. You can either go across him, you can either go back on the outside. And Ferguson is immediately in the position to do it. He's, he, honestly, I bet he's a, I bet he's a joy for, for Doherty and, and Ordowder to play with because he's going to make you look better with the things that you do with, with his movement inside. So, um, or with their movement inside, should I say? Um, so yeah, I'd, I'd be quite content with, uh, with Callum O'Dowder, James McLean, obviously he's a great option to, to bring on if, if something needs to happen in the game. Uh, Mikey, but, are you getting Mikey in there too early? I wouldn't start him. I wouldn't start him. Um, I just think it's how you're going to get him into the side. It might be a change of system of a, a three, four, three, um, with how it might have to be. The, you know whether it be Ogbeni off off the right, or it wouldn't necessarily suit uh, Obafemi playing off the right hand side. But a three four three system would be the ideal system. But it might be a little bit too adventurous. It might be a little bit too. Um, I don't know. Uh, I, I'm looking. What I'm saying is, I'm I, I too positive. Still, yeah, too positive. I'd look for a little bit more caution. I would yeah. with, with the game because they're going to have more of the ball. Um, more of the ball than us, but they're going to have more of the ball than Latvia had. I think we had like 82% possession after 20 minutes last night. That's not going to happen against France. So I think I would want a little bit more midfield solidity and Ferguson or Ferguson Ogbeni, Ferguson uh, Obafemi. Ogbeni might be a better option because I think he's more of a, a player that can drop back and, and, and over or make an overload in midfield. And it might be Ferguson as a, as a lone striker at times, how that, how that is going to go. But uh, there is Stephen Kenny. The one thing we've not said over the last couple of years is Stephen Kenny's got options and he's got very good options off the bench and we've got options to change the system within that. So um, I'd, I'd be positive, way more positive going into this game. And I know that Latvia Latvia were dreadful. I'd say that Latvia were really poor, I thought. Um, and we allowed them to play at times through through the game last night and, get, and gifted them a couple of chances, too many chances in my opinion. Uh, for the quality that we've got. France, we know, is going to be different. But I, I think with a little bit more midfield solidity with the various options that Stephen Kenny, or the various options that Stephen Kenny has got, I think uh, I think we can put it up to them. And I'd be, I'm quite confident. I'm quite confident that we can actually get something from the game. All right, well, that's a good note to leave that particular conversation on. Um, I am obliged to ask you, because you tweeted about this during the weekend, our erstwhile producer, Colm, sent it on by way of setting up this entire piece, um, which was uh, which is great. So, 10th of October 2004, uh, France, uh, World Cup qualifier, World Cup 2006 qualifier, nil-nil in Paris, and I quote you here, Kev, uh, from The Guardian, and you can take it up from here, with a midfield battleground, obviously up for grabs, Brian Kerr plumped for Kevin Kilban's energy, uh, to dovetail with the old warrior Roy Keane, um, I think you were up against Mavuba and Decor. If I'm right from looking at the um, team sheets from that night, uh, Kilban's energy yeah. wasn't. I have to say, not the greatest compliment that that uh, whoever that was couldn't yeah. pay. Yeah, Kilban's lack of quality, but energy. He brings, ah, he gives it his all, doesn't he? You know, that's uh, that's the uh, well, that's, is it? that's 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 uh, mischaracterization of history. 
Uh, I had certain qualities. That's that's the thing. Um, uh, no, I, do you know what? There's not too honestly. The, my overriding memory, genuinely, and I, you know, again, sounds a bit corny. My overriding memory from that game was thirty thousand Irish supporters at the yeah. game. It was unbelievable. I away from home to have an atmosphere like that uh, was. It was the best, the best atmosphere for a, an away performance, and I think that's what gave us the momentum in that game to play the way we did. We should have probably should have won the game. I, um, everyone always talks about John O'Shea's miss from the game. Everyone always says that he should have scored, and maybe he should have done. Maybe he should have hit the target. No, he had a chance. Extent, but but yeah, I know. But I, I think it was a hard chance for John. It came at him really quickly, and he had to react. And he just trying to, he just tried to guide the ball on target, and it just went wide. So uh, I can't remember Roy's chance in the game. I don't remember header, that header. I think was it. Uh, what, we, did, we, did, was... we did, we did okay. We did, we didn't win the game, did we? So ultimately, we we came away from that game, and then they came to to Dublin in uh, later on in that campaign and Thierry on, on restock in the top corner when Richard yeah, Dunn marked, marked just him out of the game the honestly Dunny had him in his pocket absolutely yeah. in his pocket and then he scored and there was nothing in that game it was such that was a tight class game goal. yeah it was a great goal great goal nice. brilliant brilliant as much goal. as it pains us all to say that it was an absolute class goal it was and again Henri did nothing in the game honestly Dunny had him in his pocket Dunny was outstanding on that in that night and uh, it, ultimately, by not getting that result or the win in Paris, cost us down the line. And there was ultimate, ultimately different factors within that qualification campaign that cost us. And we, I think we maybe became a little bit complacent after qualifying for the World Cup that that group of players should have qualified for the next two or three tournaments. We had a really good, really good team, Major. Honestly, good 18 players, I would say. Anyone that came into... Look, I, I, I was in that midfield that night Playing central midfield wasn't probably my best position, but I, I felt as though I should have been in the starting eleven. However, we were going to play or whatever system we were going to use, I felt as though I was good enough. Were you to play. chatting to Brian about that in advance? Was there a conversation about it, or how did it come about? No, I think Brian had seen me play at Everton. Uh, we were probably using a four-five-one system at Everton, and at times I played inside. I played in the three-man midfield, left of a three, um, so I, I could do that job playing in there. And I think Brian saw me as. as Away, we had to. Damien had to play. So yeah. whether it was going to be Damien up front with Robbie, or whether we were going to use other options, we also had Andy Reid. Andy Reid. We had to get Andy Reid to an extent in, into the side as well. You know, I we had. He came in, came off the, did he come off the bench? Uh, did he? I don't started. know. I can't. I can't I remember. I think he came Obviously, in far off. Yeah, Duffer got injured. I think in that game. I think Duffer got got a bit of a knock. But Damien had to play, and then Andy Reid. If Andy Reid's fit, Andy Reid has to play for us. Mm. So. Usually what would have happened, we would have had Robbie up front and it probably would have been Clinton getting left out with Andy Reid playing as a 10 or even Damien playing as a 10 with Andy Reid on the left-hand side. And I played in, inside then to get me into the into the team, I think, because I think Brian wanted his best 11 on the pitch. And, you know, we're not being too big-headed or anything, but I felt as though I was, it was certainly in the starting 11. However, I was going to get into that team. So it was just about fitting personnel into certain positions and, and getting the best 11 onto the pitch. And, um, that 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 uh, squad that we had, I felt we we underachieved badly. You know, Stephen Carr, Stephen Finnan. Like it was a case of getting them, those two into the team as well. We had two brilliant fullbacks in Carr and Finnan, and I think Stevie played a lot of his games at right midfield, so he could get Carr and Finnan into the side. We also had you know Harty at left back. Uh, I could have played left back as well. Um, 
Kenny, obviously at centre half, who was a you know excellent, brilliant goalkeeper. We, we we had a we had a good side. We had a really good, obviously Roy as well. I'm forgetting Roy, but we had a we had a good squad, and we we underachieved badly, badly, badly underachieved. The honestly, group, and um, that's yeah. The group ended up really tight. There was one point between the uh, second, third, and fourth where Ireland were fourth, and Israel, and then Swiss the Swiss who went into the playoff and made a ball. To yeah. Well, that, was like that the game, that, the know, game it, in Tel Aviv where the, your man scored from 30 yards out near the last kick of the game was that that campaign another another 30 yard effort you know we, we, it, that's, we're falling into that category at the moment where mm. I read this morning I think we've conceded on the, since 2021 uh, more goals from outside the box than any other nation in world football which is crazy really I don't know why this so, is happening whatever they're happening but that yeah. was that's what happened then in that Israel game a long strike um, we're not blaming Shea, are we? We're blaming Shea for that. I don't know. No, no, no it was not. crazy. No, crazy no, it was. I was at that game. Tel Aviv, were you? Yeah, I was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was at that game. Yeah, I was working at it, and I remember I mistimed. Went out for a few pints afterwards. Uh, very jolly evening, and I mistimed the uh, departure of the bus the next morning, and arrived back at the hotel. <laughs> Uh, as all the journalists were getting on the bus, and I was like, I thought I had an hour to spare, and I was, uh, needless to say, I was tired and emotional, Kev. And, uh, yeah, long, you pulled you pulled the kill ban. It was a long journey, a long journey home. Uh, <laughs> one last one on that, right before we wrap. Um, so playing centre mid with Roy, not a, a position that we're used to against, like you know, uh, the best player we've ever had in that position, one of the best players in the world ever in that position. What is there a chat beforehand? Is there a chat during the game? Are you communicating? How does, or is it just a case of everybody shut up and go out and play your game and get on with it? And he'll bark with you, bark with you if you're doing something wrong. How did all that work? I, I love playing alongside him. I did. Um, I, I, I've always said, I think when Roy was in the side, whether I was playing the left midfield or wherever I was playing in the side, Roy brought the best out of our team. And I felt I, I was probably better when Roy was in, was in our side. Certainly we were as a team. I think that's understandable. I think everybody, everybody recognises that. The only thing Roy used to say to me when I played in the field with him, which shows how far the game has moved and how much it has changed, Roy always used to say to me, don't cross, never cross in midfield, hold your right. position. Whereas now you'll see, we'll look for rotation in midfield. You know, if we're playing with the three, we look for the guys to, to for a bit of rotation to get guys on, on the ball. Whereas Roy would happened, it would have had to have happened at some stage if you're getting over to make a challenge, if you're out, if you're out of possession. Roy, the only, the only thing, honestly, nothing more as, as simple as that, as simple as it sounds, the game is simple to an extent. Don't cross over. Stay, stay on, you stay on the left, I'll stay on the right. Don't cross over at any stage. And that was the only instruction he gave me, which again, the way that the game's played now, that sounds fairly, uh, fairly old school, doesn't it? Was there a chat during the game or no? Not really. No, Roy was quiet. I think it was uh, honestly in the dressing room. He was quiet. Roy like was an, an encouraging word, or like a, anything like that, or no? No, a little bit, a little bit of that. Pretty much like like us all. I think at that stage, I was getting a bit more experience in the squad as well. I I would have probably would have been, you know, considered one of the older lads myself at that stage. I probably would have been twenty six, twenty seven, maybe. So I'm getting to the stage where I'm trying to pass on a bit of my experience to the younger players anyway. Roy just used to have a cup of tea and a Jaffa cake or a cup of tea and a biscuit. That's all he used to have before a game. He'd always always have a cup of tea. Again, even that, it's, you know, mm. nutritionists mm. would tell you that's mm. wrong. Um, everything about it's wrong, but Roy would would always have a, a biscuit. Was it, I think it was a Jaffa cake. It was definitely the, the digestive energy, or something energy like that. that yeah, yeah. Uh, Jaffa cake and a cup of tea. That's all Roy used to have. And he'd sit there quietly in his own thoughts, um, 
not really, not really, as I said, not screaming, not shouting, not giving too much weight. I'm sure most people would tell you that. I'm sure he was the same at Man United. Very quiet, led by example. When something needed to be said, he would say it. But um, no, not too, not too over the top at all. Uh, what's good for the spirit is not always good for the body. Kev is uh, is the lesson there about the tea and the jaffa cakes. <laughs> yeah, I used to, yeah, I still like I still like a good cup of tea anyway. But oh, anyway so which you, and which you, good enough yeah. to leave it on. Come here, listen, enjoy the lion, uh, lions or a Barry man. Oh, you, you, you need to ask. Yeah, well, you know, I know you're a good Leinster man yourself, so you're a lion. <laughs> um, no, anyway. I'm Barry's all day long, all day long. <laughs> really? You can't have a surname yeah. like mine, Kev, and. Uh, and, and not drink Barry's tea, you know. I know that. I know that. I know that. But yeah, everyone Dublin, all they're all lions, man, aren't they? So there you go. <laughs> good man. A good, enjoy a the match. A, a good south sider like yourself. Yeah, no, no, but enjoy the match <laughs> on Monday. Good man. Thanks, William. Take it easy. OTB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition available now.